Okay, welcome to Estimates. Welcome to Estimates, the official <laughs> show of the booster clubs of the U.S. Census. Brought to you by the U.S. Census. Although we can't say that, we are the best informed people during the coronavirus crisis. When Joe Biden needs numbers, he calls on us because we have the numbers behind the numbers the methodology to get you the information that nobody else is talking about. On previous weeks, we asked the hard-hitting questions. So, Hamilton, uh, I know you weren't there before, but I will inform you that when we talked about the baby boom of Tampa, it turns out it is the opposite of a boom. Tampa has never had above 17 or 14,000 babies born in a year, and immediately or immediately after a terrible disaster 9/11 a tornado hurricane katrina the influenza of 1918 the baby numbers all went down hmm okay now, well i mean immediately after but not necessarily no within the 9 months after um is that having... maybe corresponding to a later spike though yes there's a spike in the like after a year is done, there is an increase in babies. But we're talking about baby baby boom coming from the coronavirus, which that does not exist. It might be zero. There might be a negligible effect, but there will almost certainly not be a positive effect when people are worried about them or their loved ones dying. <laughs> that has yeah. been borne out through every recorded <laughs> disaster. I mean, you could make the case that because there is a spike afterwards, it's part of that. No, I think you're right. I think your instinct there is to say it's not actually. <laughs> That's like cor giving coronavirus the credit when eventually there is economic recovery. You're like, it's the corona recovery. I mean, OK, wait, wait. <laughs> there, there, there are some implications there. You know, if there's, you know, sudden a huge spike in clean, like environmental changes or like, you know, there will be. The effect right now is to just stagnate, but the it's what we build after that is a direct consequence of Corona. Yeah, that's, this is a stretch, and this isn't the question I was asking. Sure. So okay. we were wrong. Now, from immediately last week, we spoke to Luigi De Janeiro, our senior China correspondent, about mm. how many people are putting away their leather toys in Los Angeles. <laughs> and... We had a significant argument about this. Our range was between 25,000 and 100,000 people were putting away leather toys. Putting that away leather toys. I'm sorry. I need more context. Yes. So during the coronavirus, I hypothesized that many people would be resigned to the fact that for months they would not be seeing a sexual partner or partners in person and would thus be unable to use their normal leather toys or uh... some of their leather toys. Now, Luigi hedged his bets, saying only 25,000 people put away leather toys, in part because he has a class divide and thinks that rich people, who he thinks all live in L.A., will be keeping the leather toys <laughs> and running into people's houses and using them and being unsafe. I disagreed. What I will say is that our numbers may be true. There probably are people that are putting away their toys for the season. However... 
Los Angeles, according to the LA Times, a week ago, stated that sex toy sales across the board have been up. Mm. According to industry experts, during the coronavirus, starting in the end of March, going into the beginning of April, there was a spike between 30 and 100% increase in online orders of sex toys. This is, that is very interesting. It's, it's funny that even I can sort of track these spikes. I was listening to some podcast or another. It was like, yeah, it's not that grocery stores are undersupplied. It's just that there's, well, one, it's, well, I could get into it. But one of the things is that right now, it was going into like the daily shortages because it does change by the day. It's flour. Like everyone is buying flour. And also and now hair dye. And now there's plenty of bread. <laughs> now there's plenty of bread, but everyone thinks they have to bake it. Yeah. Hair dye. Yeah. And hair dye has <laughs> apparently in the last week gone like off the shelves. And I'm also seeing on Instagram everyone's dyeing their hair. So it's like, I don't know if it's magnified like the way for social trends to just it's probably move part of like it. a zeitgeist. You know, according to – not not to ignore your point, but I do want to stay on on topic here that I think part of it is also government suggestion. The New York Times suggested at the end of March that consumers, individuals, the safest sex partner is your own, or is you, <laughs> according to the New York Times information on safe sex practices. So there is some government encouragement, some social media encouragement, I think the correct question to ask would not be how many people have put away their sex toys, but rather what is the net loss or gain? Because I think that would be more valuable information to know. Maybe some people are putting them away, but plenty more thousands more just in the LA area are not only taking them out, but taking out sex toys for the first time. And Luigi smartly reminded me that many people actually use their sex toys long distance perhaps for some video cam whipping or banking. Huh. So the logistics yeah. are different. But actually, yeah, prop play would be, yeah, much more. Uh, I, yeah, I, I could actually see so many reasons for it spiking in that regard. So again, we were wrong, but we got to the right place. Now, it's hard to tell how many sex toys originally there were in LA. The numbers are not so easy to get. However, the second question we asked was... Remind me, Hamilton, what was the second question we asked? It was about Nick Cage pillows in Vancouver. I think you're mixing up co-hosts, but please. No, 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 no. I'm talking about not us, but the us from last week being me and my friend Luigi. Okay. How many Nick Cage pillows are there in Vancouver? I think there has to be none. That's actually a terrible guess. There's a million people in Vancouver, and Vancouver is the movie set capital of Canada and arguably one of the biggest movie set capitals in North America. Okay. So there's so... plenty of movie files, employees, people who have met Nick Cage and have a passion for him. We guessed the number was somewhere between 500 and 1,000. Oh, that still I... feels about right because That's... I was looking at all... Well, I mean, if you just make up, I, okay, so apparently this is a product in and of itself. It's, oh yeah, it's a gigantic product. Are you looking it up right now? Yes. There are, 
<laughs> I would say there might be more information on Nick Cage pillows than COVID-19 available online. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So none is a bad guess. I think 500 is low. Oh, what do you think? I mean, it's probably, it's not going to be much higher, but out of a million, I think like just because it's trendy, it'll, it'll spike a little higher than, you know, less, like maybe even 1%, get somewhere from 1,000 to 10,000. I think okay. if it's like, if it got so popular on Amazon, this is, it, it's, it's, it's either something that one or two people have, or a lot of people have, it's not anywhere in between. There are no hard numbers unless you decide to work for Amazon.com. But what I can tell you is that it's impossible to read all the Nick Cage Business Insider pillow features because there are many. Oh, then like tri then triple my answer. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's our daily wrap-up or weekly wrap-up on old facts, new figures. So, Hamilton, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, let's see. I mean, I, I'm re I was re rethinking my question a little bit just to build on maybe one of your previous uh, answers. So, now stop me if this is redundant. But how many people do you? Oh, think... wait, 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 wait. Are you gonna ask a question? I am gonna ask a question. Okay, your location is Athens, Georgia. Oh, it has to be in Athens. Oh, wow. You've already you already have a question. Well, okay. Uh, how many people are participating? I guess in Athens, Georgia. How many people are in Athens, Georgia are participating in some sort of remote sex play right now, or today? Just let's say today, wow. because at now is always a hard question. Jeez, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna say greater. <laughs> I don't know if it's easier or hard to say greater Athens area or. <laughs> okay. Cause there could be a number of people in Georgia, for example, that uh, are participating in sex play, virtual sex play with someone else in Georgia. So only one of them counts. Now, if there are two people on the other side of greater Athens, then perhaps they both count. Um, Now. Okay. Athens, Georgia has approximately, let's say 80,000 people. Right, it's a big college town. Sure, I, yeah, that's even a lot more of knowledge students. about Athens, Georgia than I previously started with. Well, uh, don't don't count your goose before they're hatching. Um, I'm going to say that a majority of adults in Athens and in many places participate in some sort of video sexual intercourse. Um, before this vi this virus is is through is that what you're asking about this month today uh hmm i mean what's a what's a good time frame for this question what's the most interesting time 2020 the census year sure you know what Let, let's say let's say in the year of 2020 in athens georgia how many hundred percent a hundred percent all adults no no I in don't fact think okay so. wait here's what i will say teens any anyone who was on the fence about oh wait, but the other thing is their parents are gonna be in the house a lot, which will make you more stressed, which will make you want to stay up at midnight, 
which your parents go to sleep and do video sexing. So I think that any teen that were on the fence about doing video sexing are going to do it, right? So we're starting um, at about 15, 16 year olds, um, but not all of them, obviously. I'm not gross. Um, and we're working our way up to pretty much death. <laughs> I think a lot of seniors are going to be bored. A lot of middle-aged people, a lot of boomers, millennials for sure. I can't think of any adult age group that a majority of them won't have some kind of video sexual experience. Um, hmm. So except for people that are living with their partner. Now you mean video sexual, you mean live streaming, not watching porn, I assume. I, I mean participating with someone. Uh, so I, I'm going to, to phrase it negatively, not porn uh, and not like cam like that because you could argue that you know texting oh, is participating. Okay. Oh. I'm talking like someone having how to phrase this a direct sexual like directed communication. Uh, it's either someone you're in a relationship with. It's someone that you arrange this thing with. Um, you're both involved. Both people are involved. Everyone knows each other who's involved. It could be an orgy, but. Everyone is like, well, oh, well, that brings up quite. What if it's an anonymous orgy, uh, which is now very possible? These are the questions Americans are asking across Zoom channels across America. What? So, what is what is the correct way to phrase this? Because I think we're on the same page. It's just, I don't know if we are. Um, I guess not pornography to just phrase it in your way, and then I guess, uh, I guess you'll you'll have to decide what pornography is in that situation. I know it when I see it. <laughs> oh, okay, that doesn't narrow down the number. There's definitely people who are just um, watching porn. But I think even those people, especially if they're single or lonely, um, are going to be interested in as well. I think a number of people who are with their partners and perhaps don't have that much space to move about, although Athens, Georgia is not like a you know Manhattan, New York kind of situation, but I think a number of them will also be involved in what we'll call video cheating <laughs> some point or another. It's hard, but people will people will go to great lengths to do the dirty. That is true. Oh, I am very sorry. Speaking of which. <laughs> uh, actually, wait, can you can you hear me, by the way? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have to. Uh, both of these are connected to my headphones. I'm very sorry. No worries. Okay. Sorry. That was distracting in a lot of ways. I okay, so I don't I don't like the question being answered with everyone because cuz you're probably right. So that maybe that's too generous uh a question. Although I do think there are a few groups you can narrow out, like the aged who cannot use technology, the priests. No, I'm saying every group, a majority of people will participate at some point in 2020. I think that makes sense. How many people do you think, to follow up on that, if you allow me a second question, will have their first sexual interaction through one of these things? You're asking two different questions, Buster. Which okay. do you want to know? <laughs> well, I already got the answer for okay. one. All so right, you can I guess drop yeah. that one. the answer, we're in agreement. <laughs> a majority. 
55,000 out of 80,000 people will have a video sexual experience in 2020 in Athens, Georgia. Of adults. So I guess narrow it down slightly, but yes. Okay, fine. 50,000 people in Athens, Georgia. Take out 5,000 babies. And I would, babies. I, I would say maybe lower just because I think people are going to be a little hesitant about it. And okay, we'll you do 40,000. I'll do like 35,000. I think 35,000 okay, out of 80,000. I'll lower it to 45,000. That's our range. 35,000 to 45,000. Locking it in. First sexual experience in Athens, Georgia. Hard for me to know um, if people in Athens are getting it on faster, quicker, stronger, better. But I guess they're whatever the age. Huh. I guess, yeah, it depends how many people are virgins in Athens right now. You wouldn't <laughs> presume that number would be too different. Well, I guess you could have. You know, in different parts of America, people stay virgin longer than there's more virgins. So that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I think a lot of teens, to be honest, are going to be having sexual intercourse online or college students or young people for the first time, especially repressed Christians <laughs> and repressed college students. So I'm going to overestimate again and say if, you know, about... uh eighth of the population is in that sweet spot range of teen to 20s and that's a majority of our virgins who are very energetically trying to unvirgin themselves <laughs> then i mean wait okay I'm, I'm gonna say first sexual experience with a partner as opposed to you, know, you saying first sexual experience is there's a lot of people who are going for their hand real quick so I, I do already... mean with a partner, so yes. Thank right. you for catching okay. that. So I'm willing to bet a little under 10,000 people are going to have their first sexual experience. You know what? That's an overestimation. Do I think that an eighth of Athens has been waiting <laughs> on their first sexual <laughs> partnership? That's, I don't. What a fucking burn. Jesus Christ. Well, hold on. There's a lot of people who I think this will accelerate their openness to online and video sexuality. I sure. think that many people might not have given it all away this year or maybe next year, the years to come by, you know, penetrative or um, mouth and such. Uh, it's called oral sex uh, or things oh, like oh, good. that. I, I couldn't think of the, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So I think, first partnership sexual experience that's like actual genitalia involved as opposed to like showing some nudes um i think maybe having that would be accurate so five thousand, and then we up it a little bit because i'm just feeling like people are gonna go for their giblets and feel it in a new way i'm gonna say six thousand people in athens georgia experienced their first sexual partnership online for the first time 2020 i I agree for different reasons. I think okay. one, 6,000 out of 80,000 new people having their first sexual experience every year is a similar huge, I think, overestimate to our baby boom in Florida. Uh, that, that's, that's a lot of first sexual experiences in one year. I think, but even if but that a were lot accurate, of them, A lot of them weren't going to have sex this year. 
May they were okay, going to so masturbate saying... more, but they're going to end up like being really lonely, cramped up, not being able to see the people that they care about that aren't their family, and they're going to really want to like express and share their bodies with someone. You have to think about all these teens and all these college age people, people that have to come back home, perhaps people that are maybe in their twenties. That this is um, when they were trying to come into their sexual own, and now they have to readapt. I not to make it gross, but I think maybe that number would be more reasonable if, like, you increase the age range. Uh, a lot of, and I'm not, what's the word, promoting this. A lot of middle schoolers have sex. Um, ah, good point. Well, then, yeah, I think I think my number still stands. Then, in fact, I think maybe if you're thinking about it that way. And I think this would make that more likely. Yeah. Uh, which but is I also why... think that America underrates or overrates the amount of like middle schoolers having sex too. We both under and overrate it. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I, on the one hand, I, it certainly didn't happen to me, but on talking to yeah, everyone man. in college, it was like, oh yeah, I had sex in uh, eighth grade. And I was like, oh, what? That was, so my experience was finding out that everyone had had sex quite early. Compared to me, uh, yeah, but you had cool friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, what was I doing then? Uh, I don't know. Jerking it. <laughs> okay, so what's your number then, Mister Hotshot? I think it's a similar number, but just because I think we but underestimate yeah. in general how much, because how much this sort of like thing happens by itself. Like how Zoom, like remote sexting in general, is happening without COVID. I think that is kind of maybe the de facto way it happens now. I don't know. I just suspect that that's how the next generation is doing things. Uh, so, given the fact that the numbers are already pretty high, and like most new sexual experiences, I think are going to be going through that medium, it, it would just be like a slight bump. So, so what's the number? Same number, different different calculation. Okay. <laughs> so we're both saying our range is 6,000 to 69,000 to 6,000. Um, now, moving on to a rapid fire round. Do you have a location for me? Um, let me see. Sorry to make yours a rapid fire mound. Let's say, uh, let's say oh, what's the capital of Wisconsin again? That is Madison. Madison. Madison, Wisconsin. Wow, we're moving around different college towns. I think Athens is a college town. Anyway, my question is... You know, I don't want to do something bodily related. So I'm just going to ask you... How many people are going to wipe their butts with a sponge during 2020? In Madison, Wisconsin. (laughs) Oh shit! Okay, sorry, sorry to curse, folks. Um, yeah, this is uh, safe for work normally. Um, hmm. Okay, so what are the what are the things to consider in 2020? I guess let's get my baseline answer. Uh, old people, and I really hope that's about it. people in hospitals and old people um, who need care. So basically, people who need 
to be taken care of, whether they're unconscious or unable to do it themselves. Um, a lot will be found in hospitals and nursing homes. What is the well, population? I guarantee you, I guarantee you people who lack toilet paper have already used a sponge. Well, getting, getting to that, I, I'm just assuming Sorry. right now that no one is lacking toilet paper or like it's, it's small enough that I don't have to consider it normally. Um, you know, what you should consider is in Wisconsin, a lot of people eating a lot of dairy, so they're more constipated. Doesn't so need as much weight cleaner or is that okay? Just stays in. Well, it's 2020 though. I think it'll like sort of average out. I mean, I guess, but I definitely think I poop more now that I don't really eat meat or dairy. Could you okay? Wait, what is what? Was, could you re repeat the question one more time, just so I totally understand it? How many people in Madison, Wisconsin, will use a sponge to wipe their butt in 2020? But not the counts for the they sponge. can use it multi. No, you don't have to count the amount of sponges. But how many people in the great city of Madison will wipe their butt? Okay, but it's not like they wiped it twice, so two times. No, not, okay. No, cool. no, no, no. Just have no, not yes or no. They they are in the category Correct. of sponge wipers. Yeah. Um. All right. So again, I'm just going to assume that the population is about 100,000. 100, cities aren't that big, I've learned. So they have about 100,000 people in Madison, Wisconsin. I would say about 10,000 are in a state, about 10% are in a state where they can no longer wipe themselves. Like there are a lot of old people. There are a lot of people in hospitals that are just, you know. A tenth of people. Okay. So about 10% of people need their butts wiped normally. How does COVID change that? One, are hospital admissions up? On the one hand, COVID. On the other hand, apparently illnesses have just taken a break. Like there have been very few other hospitalizations um, in general. So either people are just not going in, in which case they're dying and will not use a sponge, will not wipe. Um, so that's not even a consideration. There's a lot of people who take care of them that still, like, if, if their practice is to wipe them with a sponge, they're going to wipe them with a sponge. It's true. I've Okay, so the number has to remain at least static. It's not going to decrease. Will okay. it increase? I think... Yes, I mean, it, it has to. People, there are going to be some toilet paper shortages... There are some people that are just going to say, I have to preserve what I have. And they'll have like 20 sheets of toilet paper and we'll still use a sponge because that's the times we live in right now. I think the percentage of people who are using a sponge at least once to, instead of toilet paper, just because of toilet paper shortages is about two and a half percent. So let's add another 2,500. I think there will be more people who are unresponsive in general. So I'm going to slightly augment that number by about 2000. I'm just going to say it's about a, it's a, it's a hundred, it's a 50% jump for a total of 15% of people will wipe their butts with a sponge this year, as opposed to 10% on a normal year. Uh, okay. So that would be 15,000 in Madison, Wisconsin. Thank you for the net change. I'm going to say 10,000. I just, I don't think there's going to be a big change with the coronavirus. Uh, you're ripping your butt or you're not. Um, except for, I guess, the people who 
Well, actually, that's a good point now that you bring it up. There's people who weren't going to be hospitalized otherwise. But on the other hand, a lot of those people have pre-existing conditions and could have been hospitalized at some point in the year anyway. So, okay, I'll do 11,000. 11,000 to 15,000, locking it in, butt sponge, wipe scenario, Madison, 2020, census, be there, done. So that is... (laughs) Hashtag Duncan Reviews. Hashtag (laughs) check out my Twitter. (laughs) Okay, so that is all for this week of Estimates. Estimates. Come back next week for some estimated answers to our questions. And email your questions to estimatespodcast at gmail.com. Read us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, whatever else you use. Please don't ignore me yet. Please follow me on any other social medias. Please, uh, you know, buy a mattress from Casper, not sponsored. And anything else, Hamilton? Be safe, be well, and wipe your butt with a sponge to increase my numbers. And pay your taxes. All right, goodbye, everyone. So we're, we're re-recording.